Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is, and always will be, our top priority. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus, built with the zero landfill promise. All waste is recycled or reused. With more at PrestigeSubaru.com. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, an award-winning tour showcasing Asheville's spectacular rooftop views and fascinating city history. Enjoy handcrafted drinks and delicious food with reserved seating and transportation included. Visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. RomanticAsheville.com. Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. And by Home Trust Bank. Dream travel requires smart financial planning. Get ready for what's next with a local banking partner you can trust. Dream big with Home Trust Bank. Visit htb.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website. That's speakingoftravel.net and on all your favorite podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app, Buzzsprout, Pandora, and Amazon. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news, helpful tips, and links to stories from people who are resilient and loving and bring generosity and know-how to all of us through music. My guest today is Nathan Evans Fox. Nathan is a really talented songwriter and multi-instrumentalist, and he's living right now in Nashville, Tennessee. Nathan was actually born and raised on family land right here in Western North Carolina, and his songs reflect those deep roots that we, we feel and we know right here in Western North Carolina. They are musical traditions, and his love for the people who made North Carolina home is pretty obvious in his, in his tunes. And Nathan, it is just really awesome to have you here on Speaking of Travel today. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's good to... Uh reconnect with somebody who's across the mountains in North Carolina. I know, you know, it's it's a funny uh, connection here between Asheville and Nashville and the Western North Carolina mountains and Appalachia and, and all of Tennessee and what's going on over there. And so you've made quite a leap going from your roots here in Western North Carolina over to Nashville. Nathan, give us a little backstory. Where is, we know your roots are here in Western North Carolina, but give us a little idea of how things unfolded for you. Yeah. Um, lived in North Carolina, uh, grew up fourth generation on a spot of land out in the Western part of the state. And then, uh, 
went to college in North Carolina, lived uh, just north of Greenville, South Carolina for a while. So not really that far, basically on the North Carolina border. Uh, and then uh, started going to seminary. Um, and that led me to New York City for about two years. <laughs> and then that led me to Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas led me to Atlanta, Georgia. Um, and then music led me to Nashville. So uh, very, very deep roots. And then within kind of what six or seven years lived in um, some, of, some of the largest cities in the U.S. Um, <laughs> very different kind of experience from growing up in a 1500 person town in North Carolina. Wow. So you've really seen it all from small town, farming town, fourth generation. That's pretty impressive. Definitely, I would say roots. And then to travel around like that and be a part of this bigger, bigger, bigger picture. And and now you're in Nashville, Tennessee, and you just came out with a new album. Let's talk a little bit about that, your Wasted Love album. Yeah. Um, this is a record that uh, kind of grew out of the out of the pandemic, but really grew out of my relationship with my grandmother. Growing up on family land, she lived a hundred yards up the house from us, and uh, so she was kind of like I could just walk up there anytime. She was had a real open door policy. Every time I get off the bus in elementary school, she'd have biscuits and gravy and macaroni and cheese for me every day. Which, you know, at thirty two now, I know is not great, but at seven, that was the best. And she was just like a true kind of mountain woman. And just had was the most resilient person I know and was also the sassiest person I know. So we were, you know, we were really close in in a way where we were, you know, we were really good friends as well as being family. And so um, she died at 98, um, 98 years old at the beginning of 2020 in January. And so uh, I just kind of wanted to remember her in a way. And so put together this record that was partly about me grieving, losing her. but also a lot of just trying to play songs I think she would have liked. Um, she always told me growing up to play a fast song, which is not the first thing I ever wanted to do. I've got too many like sad feelings and all the songwriter kind of things. And um, so fast songs were not what I did. Uh, but when, uh, when she died, uh, I kind of thought, you know, I, I, should, I should give her the fast songs that she always wanted. So I wrote a record of mostly fast songs um, just to kind of honor her. And remember her that way. That is really uh, a beautiful story there. And your your music is so reflective of what you're saying right now in this sense of family and grieving. And, you know, there's a a little touch of uh, hymn books in there and just so much that you were surrounded by when you were growing up, you know, the country, the bluegrass. Give us an idea of what it's like for you when you sit down and actually start to write a song. Is it something that uh, you feel you're channeling or is it something that takes you a long time? What's it like for you, Nathan? Yeah, it's the whole range. Sometimes it is. It just comes like a song will come in 25 minutes and it comes as a complete idea. And you've got verse, chorus, verse, bridge, everything there. Um, And then sometimes it's six months, a year, year and a half, working on the same four or five lines until something kind of breaks. A lot of these songs just kind of kind of came together out of, uh, I just kind of hit a pocket where, um, in addition to losing my grandmother, we were going into lockdown right after a tornado had come through our neighborhood in East Nashville. So 
there were trees down and our houses being worked on because the, the roof was leaking and it was like a total mess. We were very fortunate uh, in that we didn't have the most severe consequences of the tornado, but um, it was a very, a very like austere kind of time. Um, and, and frankly, like surrounded by a lot of, a lot of loss. Um, and so in all of that, there was just so much to process in a way that these songs, um, there's a lot of like overlapping things in these songs on this record. You'll hear me talk about the tornado. You hear me talk about losing my grandmother. You'll hear me talk about music city going quiet, but there was just so much to kind of process within all of those things. So many ways to iterate on that, that each song just kind of came as like a new way of trying to look and look at those kinds of overlapping experiences. And how did you record all of that? Did you do that right there in your own home or did you go into a studio? Yeah, I am cheap. <laughs> so <laughs> so I would rather put myself through the misery of making a record top to bottom. So yeah, I I um I recorded the record in my house and uh played played most of the instruments. I have no skill at drums or bass. Uh you don't want to hear that ever. So I had I had my bandmates come in. And then yeah, most most everything else I I kind of picked at and learned at and it was it's torture to have to do everything from the ground up like that, but I had the time to do it. So it was it was worth it. And I'm pretty happy with how it turned out too. So You know, I've heard from a lot of people over this last year who have similar stories because really what you're saying like Music City just stopped, well, everything stopped. So mm-hmm. a lot of people were suddenly literally living in their parents basements you know again after a lifetime of being a digital nomad or traveling the world as a musician and really having to get to that kind of contemplative place of continuing to do what's important and and meaningful and realizing that things were just blooming coming out and it sounds like you had a very similar type of experience to that yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's very strange. I I had so many gigs booked. I had a whole a whole year of gigs booked out. But then I realized that kind of as I transitioned, just this is what it's going to be. I'm going to be here. I realized that a lot of my songs, I just decided I wanted to write about things that were in the room, my feelings that were in the room, my memories that were in the room. And then literally, I wrote a song about the trail of ants that kept coming in the kitchen. I mean, it's everything that was in the room. I I just decided like that was my world that I was traveling through for, for that number of months. And there's a lot, (laughs) the longer you stare at it, there's a lot you can see. That's so great. Well, when we come back from the break, I want to talk more about uh, your music and where you see yourself even moving forward now that we're starting to get back out a little bit, Nathan. So how can people get connected to your songs? Yeah, my songs are on everywhere that you listen to music, Spotify, Apple Music, you name it. And uh, also just check out my website, www.nathanevansfox.com. Well, we will definitely do that. And we'll be listening to a song while we uh, while we go to break. So, Nathan, thank you so much for being here on Speaking of Travel. This is Marilyn Ball, and we'll be right back. Enjoy. One of these days I'm going to go crazy. All of this working and none of this paying me One of these days is stock I'm from Gonna know the reasons I changed my name One of these days I'm gonna head home Find the farm being a pain so 
One of these days ain't nobody gonna know the things you can grow on it. One of these days. One of these days. Travel is on the rise these days, and significant trips require smart financial planning. That's why Home Trust Bank is a valuable investment resource. They're a local, community-focused partner who can help manage your finances so your dream trip can become a reality. Travel light and leave your money worries behind. Connect with your local Home Trust Bank team member or visit htb.com. Home Trust Bank, helping you get ready for what's next. Winter in the mountains of Western North Carolina is one of the most beautiful times of the year to be in one of the most beautiful places in the world. Experience it from the rooftops on an Asheville rooftop bar tour and see gorgeous sunsets and the glow of city lights at dark. Winter cocktails, rooftop fire pits, spectacular views, along with Asheville history and more. Tours every day with online gift certificates available. To learn more, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Welcome to the new year, nothing good kicking, he already up and over it. Some kind of trouble turned my side down the rubble now, we gotta live in it. Texas quit on half my gig, so I packed up and headed on home. Somebody else got the smell of what was coming, got smart and headed on. When we make it out of here, I'll buy you a Mercedes Benz. Feed the pigeon some clay, I'll start. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Hall, and my guest today is Nathan Evans Fox. And Nathan, I have so enjoyed listening to your music and getting to know you. It's so wonderful when you can listen to music and you've got a songwriter who is saying what it is. This is it. This is what I hear. This is what I see. And you do that so well. And you're witty and Cute as a little button, what can I say? You must have so much fun doing your craft and being there in Nashville. Give us a little idea of what it's like there now, all the this time later. Are things starting to kind of pop back out? Yeah, it, the city is kind of reopening, kind of hesitantly. Parts of the city, frankly, never really shut down. But most of the, the spots where I, I tend to circulate are starting to open back up and so you're seeing shows come back and you're seeing musicians get back on the road and things. So um, it's, it's an exciting time. It's a little strange because you're never sure uh, when the next big wave is going to come up, but it's good to be, it's good to be back and it's good to be seeing friends again and seeing them play music and kind of get back in the, the kind of economy of inspiration that, that was there in a, you know, before we locked down and everything. That's really great. And there's so much right there in that area in Nashville. There's just so much inspiration. And and that's one thing that I want to talk to you, too, about, because you had mentioned earlier your proximity to grief and the struggles that you've had with religion and some other things that are pretty deep. And you also were trained as a hospital chaplain. So give us an idea of what that really means as you're thinking about what you want to put out to the universe. 
Yeah. Um, so a lot of folks, you know, think different things when they hear the term hospital chaplain. Some folks think you're a priest, some, think, some folks think you're a pastor. Um, really, really what you're doing is, is helping people use whatever their spirituality is to cope with some of the most difficult times in their life and to also um, grieve. Uh, because there's a lot of trauma and loss that happens in, in hospitals. And uh, so even if, you know, you're not losing someone, sometimes you're losing an ability to do something or you're losing time. And so, um, so all of that training and all of that experience working with people just kind of recalibrates the way that I and a lot of folks I know who've, who've done that kind of work uh, recalibrates the way that you kind of think about the world. Like what I, you know, I, I, I see kind of, loss and connection and everything and uh and not just kind of in the way that 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 can sound like very heavy um and loss isn't everything but loss is also a sign of like real love that you have for things too and that's kind of the flip side of you know grief is the shadow of love in a way and so and so that's i think what i can't help but bring to most of my songs and that's that's what i hope my songs are doing as well as is helping people kind of cope um and put down new roots and appreciate the roots that they have yeah, life's hard, and sometimes you need somebody just to be like, "Yes, it is hard," and sometimes you need somebody to just help you feel good for a minute, um, and and remind you that that though life is hard, it can also be very beautiful. Well, Nathan, these are the kind of songs we need to hear right now. It it couldn't be a better time for people to to tune in and and check you out and listen to your new album and and hear these songs i think as globally as a, as humanity we've all been faced with that what you're saying that loss and also i hear from so many people that there have been so many gains you know that that going into that deeper inner journey during this quiet time this paused time where do you see yourself going from here it's like there's been this kind of quiet time reflective time and you were saying things are starting to get back up what do you see for yourself as you move forward well i am hoping to get back on the road uh and play some more shows and get back down to all the spots in the south and texas that i was i was used to going to and, and playing my songs so that's my big hope I'm also hoping to play more with the band because I've got this band that I really love and we can just do lots of fun, wild things, uh, which is always fun and not something you can do as a solo musician as much. Um, and then I'm just hoping to, uh, to just come back to music. I think in a, in a more kind of reflective sense to come back to music with a, a greater sense of uh, appreciation for it's very hard work and it can be very draining uh, to be on the road. And so uh, I'm, I'm hoping to come back with more of like an appreciation for uh, for the grind of it all. Well, I certainly hope that you'll find your way up here to Western North Carolina to your roots sometime so that you can perform right here in our own backyard. Any thoughts oh, on I, that? Oh, I will for sure. I will for sure. I've got a number of good friends, including Jane Kramer and Jackson Grimm, who are checking out up there in, in Asheville. And so, yeah, we're always plotting. I always need an excuse to come back to North Carolina anyway. Well, there you go. So, Nathan, I want to ask you this. With your with your roots right here in Western North Carolina and, and now you're in Nashville and are you finding that are you finding that you are uh, restless in any way that you're 
you would even think about going someplace else? Because it sounds like your past was pretty, and then you were here, and then you were there. Do you feel like you're kind of settling in there in the Nashville area? Oh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I have to ask myself that question often. It's, It's interesting. We've moved, my wife and I have moved once every one to two years for the last six or seven years. And so now we've been here almost three, which is not long at all, but it does. I'm kind of getting a little, a little itchy uh, to, to kind of go somewhere else. But um, we're very fortunate in that we have so many friends in Nashville and Nashville is such a like genuinely hospitable place because I think a lot of folks, it's, it's, it's a city that a lot of folks come to from elsewhere to play music and to kind of pursue things like that. So there's always a sense of like new, new people and, and, genuine relationships that uh, are so worth pursuing that I think we're settling in for now. And are you writing more songs now that you finished this album? Are you already sitting down and new thoughts and lyrics are starting to come to the surface? Uh, Quite the opposite right now. Uh, (laughs) I've had, I've had some pretty immense writer's block, but I think, uh, I think a lot of it, I, I think in terms of like creating compost, so I, I feel like I just had a big season where I, I I put a lot, a lot, a lot of thought into this this record, probably more than I've done with most records I've done. Uh, and so really pushed myself. And so I, I think I'm kind of in a in a place where I'm all the kind of everything that's left from that harvest, I've kind of put on the compost heap. And so I'm I'm kind of letting things sit and sit and steep and we're going to see what what comes up next. Well, as somebody who has a compost heap, Right outside my back door, I can tell you I totally can relate to where you are with that. And Nathan, tell us how we can get more information and listen to your wonderful tunes and uh, and really stay connected with you and follow you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anywhere you listen to music, any digital streaming platform, Bandcamp, uh, I'm on all your social media. Uh, and I love being weird on Instagram. So check me out there. <laughs> and I also have a website, www.nathanevansfox.com, with all kinds of updates and uh, merch and things on there. Well, I am loving your tunes, Nathan. I'm loving getting to know you. And I just wish you so much success. And I can't wait to see you when you're here in Asheville. We'll get a party together, get everybody out there. I would love that. That would be That'd awesome. Be <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again for being here on Speaking of Travel, and we're going to be listening to your music as we go out of this break. So you take care, Nathan. You too. I want to thank Nathan again for being here on Speaking of Travel with his roots right here in Western North Carolina. I know he must not be a stranger to this secret season we have coming up called Winter. Well, coming up next is Jen Brooks of RomanticAsheville.com. That's the most popular online travel guide right here in the mountains and foothills surrounding Asheville in Western North Carolina. And she's going to give us a lowdown on all there is to see and do up here in the Blue Ridge Mountains in the holiday season and in the winter season. So grab your big fluffy blanket and get ready to plan your ultimate winter getaway. Stay tuned. They're getting beloved back together For one more show in Kernersville Junie died and Junie came back in the same year And me and Mac moved on From his three-inch lift Nissan These days we kick around Nashville 
these old songs on Well, everything will go So things come back again The best of things are sweeter With a little bit of why not make the most of the beautiful winter season and plan your next vacation or staycation to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains? Create your perfect winter wonderland adventure in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com is a 900-page online guide covering a nearly 100-mile radius around Asheville, North Carolina. There are so many special places and awe-inspiring vistas around nearly every corner. And this is the perfect time to create safe and memorable adventures across western North Carolina. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like On Jupiter and Mars In other words Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. You know, with the holiday season right here on us and the beginning of a new year, I think it's time for a winter escape to the Blue Ridge Mountains. This is a place where you can be invigorated and rosy-cheeked with plenty of access to winter adventures and cozy times. So grab your cozy sweater and get ready to plan your ultimate winter getaway. Joining me is Jen Brooks, the editor and social media manager of RomanticAsheville.com the most popular online travel guide to the mountains and foothills surrounding Asheville and Western North Carolina. And Jen is here to give us a lowdown on the best cure for the winter blahs. Well, hi, Jen. How are you today? I'm doing well, Marilyn. Thanks for having me again. Well, Jen, it's always so great to get updates from you and your colleagues over there at RomanticAsheville.com to find out what's happening in this region. That We really have become one of the most traveled regions around during this unusual and unprecedented time, wouldn't you say? Oh, definitely. Yes, folks are coming out for, they're eager to get out after uh, the COVID as we slowly get out of COVID. Um, and there's just so much to do and explore around these areas. Well, there's definitely so much to see and do because it seems like everybody has tours now, which I think is awesome. I love the tours. You can get on a van with somebody and go out to see waterfalls. And, you know, I just love just traveling around and bringing my camera. But here it is. It's the holiday. So why don't you give us kind of a, a little overview on what's happening in this season? Oh, yeah. So there's always a lot going on here in Asheville um, over the holidays. And of course, there's more um, in the surrounding small towns. But, you know, we have Grove Park Inn with the gingerbread houses, the National Gingerbread Competition, which is always fun to go see. Um, they're on display now. Um, and we also have, of course, Biltmore, uh, their candlelight Christmas tours, which are fun. And another exciting thing is that Van Gogh Live is there currently as well. So if you plan to go to uh, Biltmore for Christmas and see um, the house adorned or any of the tours, be sure to definitely hit the Van Gogh Live because that's a really fun multi-sensory uh, experience. And then just in general, we have lots of Christmas lights. You can go see the Arboretum is one of our favorite, most popular winter lights. 
Um, so there's a lot of festive things to do even through New Year's Day here in Asheville and some some of the surrounding areas. Well, then before you know it, it's the new year. What's happening? Is there are there going to be celebrations or people doing things this New Year's? Yeah, so we have we have a guide. We like to kind of pick up some of the highlights um, of places here. We usually focus on Asheville for just New Year's Eve, although we do cover a lot of our small towns. Um, we do have um, a listing and a guide on our page of all the um, celebrations happening in town. And there's a few. Um, Morganton has a golden nugget drop, which is always a fun experience. And that's one of our um, close small towns. So there's a whole guide up on our site, as well as Christmas week and Christmas day, um, just to see if, you, if you've been getting all the way up to Christmas and you have nothing planned after. We still have a lot of stuff, restaurants that are open, packages, last minute savings, stuff like that. Well, your romanticashville.com, like I said earlier, is just one of the most useful resource guides around, not just for the mountains and foothills surrounding Asheville, but for all of Western North Carolina. And it's it's so comprehensive. And I just want to say it's always so current. It's like there's so, you know, everything is changing so fast, the the regulations and what you need to know, but also what's happening. Some things may they open and then they close and then they open again. And it seems like romanticashville.com is always on the ball. How do y'all do? How do you do that? <laughs> well, we we do a lot of research. Um, we stay on the beat of what's happening, especially um, like for North Carolina wide regarding COVID, but just also staying in connection with our partners and people that we support in our small towns. Just really, it's a team effort um, between our partners and I um, and our other um, partnerships managers. And we just try to stay on top of things and know what's happening and what's not happening. I mean, there's a lot of events that are canceled last minute, especially within the last two years. So it's 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 a matter of just kind of knowing what's happening and, and following folks that, um, you know, do the same thing we do. But also we all work as a team and keep everybody in the know. Well, that's what I love about RomanticAsheville.com is the team approach, the collaboration approach, the way that all your partners come together. And I have to say this series that we've been doing on Speaking of Travel for a year now has just been so beneficial to everybody to be able to see and do and, and find out what's going on out there. But we mentioned the winter season. It's kind of a secret season because in the past there weren't very many companies or businesses open. Uh, Mm -hmm. certainly over the last year. But now the winter season is really becoming a thing. Let's talk Mm -hmm. about that a little bit. Yeah. So we, you know, we do call it a secret season. I think that the word we use on the website, it's a very serene time where, you know, Asheville's known for restaurants and whatnot within the service industry. You know, the the months of January, February, March are usually slower, but we've seen an uptick in folks really um, taking advantage of usually find better rates. Um, the, you, there's views. We have frozen waterfalls you can tour over that time and access. A lot of the Blue Ridge Parkway is closed during that time, but there's other areas and other waterfalls and hikes you can get to. And of course, when you don't have the leaves on the trees, you actually get really impressive views um, of vistas and just like it, it's it's beautiful in the winter as well. Um, but you also get, but you know, you get better rates, packages. Um, it's kind of a cozy cuddle season. So it's a great romantic getaway to come here all throughout. We have Jackson County has a lot of cool things to do in the um, the winter. They do a lot of winter specials. Um, and that includes the towns of Cashers and um, Highlands and Silva. 
So there's a lot all around here in the winter that's that's definitely worth getting out and getting into um, and then getting back to your little cabin or your B&B and snuggling in by fire. <laughs> well, that all sounds really great to me. And I have to tell you, last year, things were, you know, really a little bit unsettled, but I went to romanticashville.com, looked around and uh, wanted to do something, you know, in the winter, you get kind of the blahs, like I said, it's like, I've got to get outside. Well, we ended up having the most wonderful weekend tubing. We did tubing and uh, (laughs) just so many, we found within the tubing area, we found so many other things that were fun to do. We stayed in, like you said, a cozy place with toddies and Wow. There's so much to see and do. Really, one visit, even in the winter, is never enough. So, Jen, tell us again, we know there's romanticashville.com, so it's not like we have to really put out what your website is, because there it is. Uh, Mm -hmm. But are there other ways that people can get information? Oh, absolutely. If um, you follow us um, on Facebook and Instagram, we are always posting there every day, giving the latest updates, sharing partners, exciting news. You mentioned snow tubing. We have ski resorts that are finally opening up and we have lots of lots of options there, lots of fun things to get into. And a lot of these little ski areas and, and we're really getting into the opening of resorts right now. So a lot of these little ski areas have a lot of little fun itineraries outside of just snow tubing and skiing that you can do around there. So we do stuff like that. We, um, we share up-to-date stuff and um, lots of photos of our partners. It's, be- it's a beautiful time of year to get out and we're, we can't wait till the snow because <laughs> we we get inundated with lots of folks tagging us and we like to share um, people who follow us and their photos too. Well, I just love it. In fact, I'm planning on getting some ski, just those ski poles that you that people are using now when they go hiking. Those are becoming mm-hmm. really yeah. popular. And yeah. then even some snowshoes. There's a lot of places in Western North Carolina where you can go snowshoeing. And we have a guide on that too. <laughs> yeah, so you can go you can go on the site and we share areas that you can go snowshoeing and, and kind of Rowan Mountain's a popular one. So it's there is so much to do you forget in the winter. There is actually a lot of ways to get outside and enjoy it. Well, all the more reason I love having you on Speaking of Travel so you can give us updates on what's happening and kind of guide us in that direction so we can start making plans to get outside and then get all cuddled up. It's my favorite time of the year. Oh, yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you again, Jen. I am really excited to get out and have some wintertime fun and the holidays being right around the corner. There are a lot of lot of people right now preparing to get on a plane for this season. And the best way to alleviate any stress before you fly is to really do your research, find out what you need to know, just like Jen telling us here what we need to know to get in around Western North Carolina. Coming up next is Tina Kinsey. She's at the Asheville Regional Airport, and she's here to provide some really helpful tips to help you ensure that you feel revitalized and being ready for for what each day holds. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog. Rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. 
Prestige Subaru on the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. In other words, Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. Well, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Unless you're traveling over the holidays, then there can be a lot of stress around getting ready for that trip right now. You know, reports are coming in that sometimes we just can't even believe what's going on. So rather than get all wound up, why not know what to do before you get going? You're really going to have a stress-free journey and be more relaxed overall. Because as we know, anything can happen when we're traveling on an airline. The good news is being prepared can be a simple and easy way to get it together before you board the plane. And here to give us some tips to help alleviate some stress before you fly is Tina Kinsey, Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport. And Tina, it is always a pleasure and it's hard to believe we're already here at the holiday season and people are getting ready to fly. Oh, I I hear you, Marilyn. Um, it's, It's busy out there. Well, everything you see on TV or hear in the news anymore is about airports, airports, airports. It seemed like uh, not that long ago it was the airports were getting all together with their sanitizing and their air filtration and everything was focused on the airports getting prepared for when people were going to travel again. And now here's everybody traveling again and everybody's prepared. But what's it really like when you're there at the airport, Tina? Well, you know, I get amazed sometimes when I walk into the terminal here in Asheville and just the sheer number of people who are boarding planes um, or getting off of a plane here. Sometimes it, the terminal feels like uh, a much larger airport, um, you know, just lots and lots of people. And I think that's very telling we are ready as a country. We're ready to see our loved ones, go on adventures, go to our second homes, you know, get business going again. And it really shows with the number of people that we're seeing. Well, I always think of Asheville Regional Airport as a microcosm for airports, air industry across the entire globe, because it's like what you do there, every airport has to do. You all have regulations and, you know, things that you have to do. And you're always a a community. Once you step foot into an airport, it's like you've gone into another town. And for you to talk and think, this is so many people, just imagine what it's like when you're really double, triple, quadruple that community, right? That's right. That's right. And, you know, things, uh, air travel, it's a, it's a well-oiled machine. I marvel at watching all the pieces and parts move um, to get travelers from point A to point B, um, all the things that have to happen. And it's really, you know, the systems are terrific, not perfect. And I think you alluded to that. Things can happen, but travelers are a big part of what makes the process goes so smoothly and the more savvy they are, you know, the, the better the experience really is for everyone. 
Well, you know, I think we're at a, 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 I don't know, I don't, I don't know if it's a turning point or a paradigm shift, but certainly as we move to travel today, we have got to be more connected to the resources that are available to tell us what we need to know, because everything right. is changing daily. Somebody just wrote me yesterday asking about, uh, she and her partner are planning on flying to Portugal uh, in the new year. And what airline did I use when I went 10 years ago? Well, goodness, (laughs) I said, I'm so sorry, but you're going to have to go, just go to every airline that you can even think of that would fly there and compare and contrast and see what the regulations are. What do you need when you go there? All these things that you and I have been talking about now for almost two years, right? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head. The very first thing you need to remember as an air traveler is that you need to choose your airline and be very connected to that airline um, relating to your specific flight itinerary, because that you are going to have the most up to date information. And, you know, the airlines are there to help you make sure you have the documentation you need and everything for your specific flight itinerary. So, you know, number one, stay connected to your airline. Well, a lot of airlines have their own apps, and this is a whole nother kind of paradigm shift, if you will. We saw it coming prior to 2020. And now I feel as we've moved into 2022, as we go into the new year, more and more people are going to have to have a phone and an app that is connected to their airline, even to their airport. Right. Some airports have them, but the airline apps are are a must. And honestly, um, you know, I I use them all and I will download them to my phone and then I'll just turn them off when I'm not using them you know, and then I, I don't have to worry about that. But when I need it, uh, I go ahead and connect to the, to my data and or Wi-Fi. And, um, you know, you get such uh, real-time information through those apps. You, they, uh, you will get information about any changes happening with your flight, with your luggage, with your gate changes at airports, very slight time changes that might happen. Um, you know, it's, it's really a terrific way to know what's going on. And then straight from the app, if you need to rebook or make some sort of change, you can just sit right there in the gate. You don't even have to go up to the counter and wait in line to talk to a gate agent. You can right on the app, start making your changes. Very, very useful. Well, I highly recommend that people, even if they're not traveling right now to spend time traveling in their head, like, you know, just get acquainted with TSA. What is TSA? What does it mean? What are the rules? What are the regulations? You know, get that pre-check if you can. Put Download some apps on your phone and play around with them and get to know them. It's a whole new language even, but it's so easy. They've made it so easy. It's pretty amazing. So, yes, very customer-friendly, intuitive, you know, the, and apps have come a very long way. Well, there's a lot that has come a long way. And Tina, I can't thank you enough because you're always, you know, the voice and the the ear of what's going on at the at the airport there. And 
What do you what do you see for the future right now as as far as 2022 if we have this influx of people flying right now? Well, we are seeing passenger numbers continue to be very strong. You know, we locally see recovery continuing and, you know, we are, we're pretty much recovered. We just see growth happening in 2022 with the health and safety regulations still in place. The masking requirement has been extended through March 18th. And so, you know, right now that's the deadline that could extend again, depending on what's happening. But even with with or without a mask mandate, I could still see many travelers choosing to continue to mask up when they travel far into the future. And that's okay. You know, that is okay. I do think some of the health and safety standards that have been established in the last few years are here to stay. So just learn what you need to learn, visit the websites, and you will be a savvy traveler. Well, Tina, nobody could be more savvy than you when it comes to traveling. You seem to have all the tricks and the tips and you put so much of it on your website and in your newsletter. How can people get more information? Sure. Just visit us at flyavl.com and lots of ways to connect. Well, Tina, again, thank you. It's the holiday season. I hope you and your family just have the most wonderful time. And I know you're going to be outside doing some fun things. Yes, I am. And I might even hop on an airplane. Well, there you go. Well, you'll tell us all about it in the new year. Thank you so much, Tina. Thank you. Well, again, thanks to Tina and thanks to Nathan and Jen for being on Speaking of Travel this week. Well, you know, as this new year winds down, I think we can all say bye-bye and hello 2022. With this new year coming up, we all know more than ever, things don't always go as planned. And hopefully we're transitioning out of a wild, unpredictable and unprecedented time. So let's begin to focus our energy toward authentic growth and move forward with renewed intention on what we really want. Well, how do we do that? Now, I'm not talking about resolutions. I mean intentions and declarations of what you desire and consciously want to be and feel and experience as we come into the new year. So why not sit down, relax, get all quiet, and listen to what's inside and what you feel is worthy of getting rid of. Then think about what's nourishing you and what you want more of. Grab your journal, or get one if you don't have one, and just begin writing. For me, traveling is definitely on my intention list for the new year. I intend to see more of my family and friends after all this time, even if I begin with meetups right here in my own community. But I'm already making plans for traveling in 2022, because the planning portion of the program is so beneficial. You find the deals, and then you dream big. And then you delight in the opportunity that you're beginning a new day every day. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. 